0: is another edition of the chair shop podcast back on our you know like semi-regular monday spot here took yesterday off i was busy celebrating the mammy's birthday happy birthday barry man that's the top of the news that's everything for you uh, in, in, in my life uh, before we jump into the rest of our lives though i have to introduce our other hosts first of all joe towner
1: hello good evening everyone
0: and
2: also mr paul griffin i'll do a slightly less shouty
0: Hello. <laughs> okay. Yes, we're, there's a nice balance. But we're, we're like the Goldilocks of podcast hosts.
1: Yeah, if you want loud, you get loud. You want quiet, you got quiet. You get it. You get it all. Barry in the middle.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was everyone's favorite game to play in the school yeah, back in the day. Uh, with little Barry in the middle. Um. Busy show ahead. We've got our usual guffs. We've got wrestling news. We've got wrestling reviews. We've got telly. We've got films. We've got all that stuff. But, I mean, we'd be remiss if not to jump off with the big news of the week, the news that has shaken the earth to its core. Ladies and gentlemen, where were you on Korok Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) 9-11? Where were you for the Korok crucifixion? <laughs> the Korok firing squads of the 1916 Rising, um, Paul. Let's talk about Zelda.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love this is the week where it's like AW. Again, like a billion, billion dollars, dollars. Yeah, right. Like Zelda.
0: Um, Listen, half their roster would rather talk about Zelda. Let's be fair, you know. So <laughs> the Chugs is probably playing Zelda right now. Um. Okay. Well,
2: let's let's start at the beginning. So I. Um. I got to play Zelda the day before release because yeah. my brother was physical one of those bastards. who got this uh, the physical version delivered early by Smiths. Thank you very much, Smiths. We got to play the game a little bit early. So he got in the morning. He played it most of the day, and he had anyway planned to go watch the Eurovision semi-final that night with his friends. Okay. I had no interest in watching the Eurovision same. I did watch the I did watch the final, we didn't talk about that. Add that, add that to the uh, T V notes producer who's not me, so we we'll yeah, go right Eurovision. I'll, I'll add that. Um so I got very lucky to play Zelda for about four and a half hours Thursday night before official release. Um I didn't order mine through Smith's, unfortunately because again I was lucky enough to get my hands one of the one of the lucky ones. Oh look at and that. And the absolutely beautiful collectors edition.
0: Look at the size of that boy. Big old box. Okay. Oh. what's in that? Cuz of course the switch cartridge is about the size yeah. of a grape. So yeah. what's in the so rest so of that box?
2: <laughs> you get the collectors edition box which itself I don't really think is is much of a boon. The game a steel book case. Okay. Version of the game uh, an art book, which you guys know I love my Zelda books, so yeah. I love a Tears of the Kingdom art book. Uh, a pin set and an icon art steel poster. Now, okay. it's too expensive for what you get, but I wanted that art book. so
0: Yeah, and those are the type of things that they don't, they might not necessarily do separately, you know, you don't want to take a chance. No,
2: and, uh, and even when they do because they did a similar thing for Link's Awakening. I've always wanted to pick up that Link's Awakening Switch art book because that art style of that game is so beautiful. Um, it's like 150 quid for just the book because people know you can't get it. People yeah. know you can't get it otherwise. So That's annoying.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so I have, I have my lovely... It did come, luckily, Friday morning. So okay. know, it came as expected. I, I was a little bit worried because I ordered it through GameStop, Yes. A very long time ago, end of March, maybe. And obviously since then, the news about GameStop in Ireland, Joe, you might not be aware of this, GameStop is basically doing a HMV where they're like, "Eh, the business in Ireland is not so good, that doesn't work for us brothers, we're out of here.
0: And Game. Game did it as well. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like I, I thought, See, I thought Game fully went out of business, Then I went to the UK to study, and I was still like, have. "Fuck, you guys still have Game over here? They left yeah. a bunch of people unpaid, and all. Oh, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, so, so the, the story was that GameStop initially announced prior to the, me make my pre order that they were doing some down, not Sizing. downsizing, yeah. but You know, rolling back on their what they offer in terms of services: no gift cards, no pre or or pre-orders, no uh, pre-owned material, etc., etc. But they mentioned in that message that they were still going to allow pre-orders for Tears of the Kingdom Collector's Edition. That was on the list, so I I pre-ordered it, and then it transpired that they before the release, came out and said, no, actually, we're going out of business for this. <laughs> so I was very, okay, well, what's going to happen? So I did send them an email. They did confirm that the order would still be um, fulfilled. And of course, Friday morning it came, so all was good. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, my thoughts on the game, where, where do we even begin? I mean, I think...
0: You you were a big Breath of the Wild guy, weren't you? You love Breath of the Wild. Well, I'm a huge Zelda guy. You're a, this is the, but yeah, you're a huge All Zelda stuff. guy. Obviously, I think our listeners know that. You know? Yeah, Breath of
2: the Wild. Yeah, I played. I play, I beat it twice. Okay. I think I played it for a combined 120 hours mm. across two playthroughs. So probably 80 the first one, 40 the second one, okay. give or take. Loved Breath of the Wild. Um, and of course we talked a lot about how breath of the wild compared to other open world games of the time, how it made horizon and even the horizon that came out last year. Yeah, look, yeah. look very old in comparison. Um, and you know, tears of the kingdoms out now, I think in terms of what we can discuss, I would say depending on how you play it, there's obviously a moment early on where the game kind of opens up and gives you your, here's your, your, your points on the map, go and figure it out. Yeah. I think up to that point, we can pre- we can pretty much discuss without there being fear of spoilers and stuff. We can kind yeah. of avoid this, the, the story stuff. But um, I, th- I think you actually summed up the best how I feel about Zelda. I think it was you. Did a tweet where it's like, isn't it so refreshing that a game comes along that isn't about how the skill trees work and being a game as a service, or being slavishly devoted to an existing IP, or having Marvel-esque dialogue throughout, and just be a game where they're like, what if we just make the game really fun to play?
0: Yeah. What are some ideas that are new, that are exciting, that are fun to actually use at their core? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other, I- yeah. It's. It's. It's totally that
2: and i think they've i think they've knocked it out of the park again i mean i think it's it's crazy how redundant almost it makes breath of the wild feel it makes breath of the wild feel so quaint which itself made those other games feel quite old and quaint
0: um yeah i i was so i was not a breath of the wild lover it took me like 10 hours to kind of get right. breath of the wild and for those first 10 hours i was kind of like yeah, it, obviously it's a really impressive achievement and everything. It's really it's pushing the open world stuff really far. But I was like, I don't know if I'm having fun. And then about ten hours in, I was like, wait, I think I am getting this, and I am experimenting, and I am having fun. And I, I did two of the devices. I never actually finished it, okay. um, uh, but I, I kind of finished up with it, and I kind of said, yeah, yeah, that is cool. I I don't necessarily have the desire to finish it, but it's a super cool thing. I kind of respect. And then the other thing, another thing I said about this game and I felt like this uh, about an hour and a half in, this one hooked me pretty much instantly. I said, this game is like, after their successes with Breath of the Wild, they wa- they saw all the mad shit you'd see online about Breath of the Wild, where people are doing just this completely insane physics stuff and gaming the systems in super interesting ways and having enemies wily e. coyote themselves into walls and all of yeah. that. They saw all those crazy viral Twitter clips. New ones still crop up right up until the release of this game, yeah. and it's like they bottled that essence and made a new game out of it. Because this game is like they took all those great systems from Breath of the Wild and they gave you way more tools to fuck with it in really ridiculous ways straight away. Like that's the point of the game. Yeah. Um. I've been I've been I've been I have been playing this game every spare second that I'm not doing anything else. Basically. <laughs>
2: It's really something I gotta say. I mean, and and even you know, I, I heard prior to release that there were there were maybe some some performance issues. I haven't come across.
0: I any. haven't seen any compared even to Breath of the Wild. I haven't seen any. Breath of the Wild was pretty pretty chunky. It was pretty yeah. chunky back and, in the old
2: and, game. And, and this game is big. I mean, it's it's almost overwhelming how big it feels early on.
0: Yeah, um, I haven't gotten to a story reason to get there, but I did dive into the depths. And I, was like, I I I fucked around for a while and then I teleported back up I was like I have no idea what I'm doing down here this is gigantic yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just gonna I'll, I'll wait till they send me down here for a reason yeah, um yeah. yeah so they've got like the the higher map which obviously they've changed to a certain degree but then they have sky and depth so it's like three separate worlds almost yeah um, it is overwhelming is is the word. um uh, I had to kind of stop because I I, I I put a couple of hours in and then I, I was like, oh, when do I get the fucking hang glider? It turns out you get it really early, but I, I just didn't go and do anything of any consequence. I was pretty pretty much instantly, I was straight in and just, okay, I'm making this stupid weapon. Okay, I got to do the shrine. Oh, what's that over there? Where's my horse? How do I get a horse? I, I made a ridiculous, ridiculous contraption of about 20 boards to climb over a, a spiked wall to get to a watchtower before yeah. I had the tool to activate the watchtower. And I was like, what am I yeah. missing here? I just did the hard bit. How do I do You know, so I got way carried away with fucking around in the world before I... Yeah. So I was like, all right. right, I, So I mainlined it a little bit more to get the hang glider, get the stuff to use the towers. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm probably going to keep going now till I hit the point where they kind of talk you through the, the depths a little bit. Um, right. um, but yeah, it's been impossible to just tear yourself away and like i said this was this is what the appeal of breath of the wild was to a certain extent but it's something about i i I really want to go back i actually started replaying breath of the wild on the steam deck a few weeks ago and i was like well wait a second the new one's coming out so don't 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 ruin your dinner you know so i was like so i I put that down and even though it might be hard to go back i am i'm gonna be fascinated i i really want to go back to breath of the wild now because as, as as much as i'll praise this one over that one a huge chunk of the fun from it comes from those great systems and that incredibly physics and systems driven worlds of breath of the wild as, as zany as the new tools are, that core is absolutely from that last game, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's a few things about it that I really, really like. Um, first of all is that they've, they've basically started from scratch in terms of the abilities. Hmm know it seemed like I, I imagined what it was going to be was you would probably still have the abilities from the first game and they would add new ones to that bombs instead they're like, and, yeah, yeah bombs and uh cryosis and and, and all that stuff they're like no nah, they're they're gone you don't yeah. have those anymore we got new better ones so you before you could only interact with uh, metallic objects And like you can just pick up whatever anything in the the game. Yeah, the the fuse as well. I, I I really really love the fuse. What what in my head seemed like a wacky hey, put a big rock on your sword, and you know, seemed seemed kind of cute and and silly. But like how why would I bother really doing that? I love the explanation of like the weapons in the world are like decayed. Yeah, and so they're all like bad. But infusing things—that's how you get the powerful weapons. Yeah, and I—I, I, you know, organically, I just came across. Um, you know, you put a rock on, you get a big, um, spiky ball like a mace or a a metal box or something. But I actually came across, you know, the um, the and there's like the skeleton versions of them. Yes, I, I I killed one of those and found that their their arm
0: added Fused 20, to another arm.
2: Twenty. Yeah. Points to the attack. I was like, Jesus, here we go.
0: Yeah, so like fusing one of the and there was like shit weapons that you wouldn't use in any meaningful way in the last yeah. game, but so yeah, fuse one arm to another, and it's yeah, it's like forty damage or something. <laughs> if you fuse them together, it's crazy.
2: Um, yeah. I love that system. I love how it works. It it, it kind of makes the weapons infinitely more, you know,
0: um, interesting to me. And there's there's uh, like, and i found that even I just earlier today I discovered that like the kind of trivial kind of like not even really weapon weapons that you can pick up like the garden hose. Like, okay, well, I fuse the garden hose to a small sword. And yeah. it gives, first of all, it gives you extra long reach because it's literally the way the weapons look, they just look like they're tied together but with a rubber band at the end. So it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. I have a sword with a garden hoe at the end of it, but it boosts damage. But also in this game and the last game, you're kind of choosing kind of, just like a fucking Dark Souls or something. You're choosing between, do you want a big, heavy, broad sword that you swing and has lots of range, but you're very slow and you can't hold your shield? But when you fuse two little items together, it still counts as a one-handed sword. So I have my big long sword with a garden <laughs> hoe at the end of it, but he still swings it with one hand so I can have my shield. And it's like, this is great. I've I've, I've figured a workaround because now I can keep the lads at a distance. Um, and one thing I figured I, that took me a while to like in Breath of the Wild that I'm now really into in this is, I eventually came to love the weapon durability because I was kind of like, alright, I keep some shit weapons on me for the the, the jabronies, and I save yeah. my good weapons for the bosses. Whereas in this, it's like I'm picking up any old piece of shit because it doesn't matter. Because like uh, one thing I'm doing is picking up twigs and like really low level spears and fusing them with a, a explosive barrel, and then it's just a throwable uh, <laughs> uh, um, Mad Max Fury Road fucking uh, explosive javelin to kick off every fight, you know? Exactly. Um, so you can you know you can turn any old piece of crap that you pick up in a in a random fight into something really cool. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's the strongest thing about it, right? Is yeah, I, I feel like they've really, aside from it being a sequel to Breath of the Wild, it feels like functionally it's taken a huge step forward in that regard. You know, mm. stuff that was, you'd see uh, TikToks or Vines about or, or YouTube videos previously of, oh, look at this cool thing you could do in Breath of the Wild. Uh, use your swords to make a line to have the electric current go. This feels like that to a magnitude of 10 yeah you know um and and that's that that makes the stuff that it, which is in my mind is also much improved the story the music <laughs> almost feel less important but across the board everything's better it feels like and also the world itself one of my biggest concerns was, oh it's it's the same map again the same hyrule again right um one thing that i love is uh that is, it is significant, significantly different, even though geographically it's the same. They've changed, made significant changes to, like, the towns. They don't just feel like the same area again with yeah. slightly different quests. You go in, and there's something happening. Um, I don't want to spoil, obviously, what that is, but I visited two areas. There, I think there, there are eight areas in the game where people live, basically, really? towns, whatever you want to call them. I've been to two of them, and they're significantly different from Breath of the Wild. Because there's some event happening, you know. There's obviously, the the, the story of, of Tears of Kingdom is this: there's this upheaval, right? Yeah. There's there's, there's stuff happening to the world, and the towns themselves uh, change because of that. Um, and I think super they
0: front load some of that dialogue because that was nothing I did. They kind of didn't stick with me for Breath of the Wild. I mean, I I didn't go into it expecting some kind of fucking GTA style. There's NPCs all over the map going about their daily routine, drinking coffee. But I did feel a little bit like yes like yeah, there's. I, you know, there's not a lot of people to, like, interact with to kind of ground the world in some normalcy right. before you fight all the goblins. But fairly straight away in this, like, once you get out of the tutorial area and you, like, you dive into the first section of um of Hyrule, they start, you read, I'm assuming this has to be intentional, they start you really near a stable. So you go to see a stable and you talk to the stable <laughs> guy and there's a guy cooking and there's yeah. a guy selling stuff and then you're fairly close to... um whatever it's called, landing that the place. Lookout Landing. Lookout Landing. Yeah. And yeah. there's tons of stuff happening there. There's people selling stuff, sleeping, chatting to you. They all know you. There's your story characters, the soldiers. I was like, okay, like this is not the point of this game, but I appreciate that they've grounded it a little bit more in because it's this wonderful... Wonderfully realized world, but yeah. I'm like, give me just give me a few more people that I want to talk to before I go out and fight a bunch of goblins because I, I I think that's a little thing that yeah it really makes difference. And like I said, story I'm yeah more more intrigued than I I, I was on the last one. I will say yeah, I mean, there's,
2: there's definitely a lot more going on even in terms of the story itself. It feels a lot less threadbare. Yeah, than Breath of the Wild, you know, Breath of the Wild. Within 15 minutes, it was like you you get your quest, beat Ganon, and that's it, really, from the point of view of a main quest. Okay, there's kind of some other stuff going on, but this one feels a lot more busy. And Jesus, we didn't even talk about the opening area, the equivalent of the Great great Plateau in in this one. Fucking hell, how fun was that?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that was... I mean, the last game got got insanely rave reviews, and, and fair enough. And so did this one, and I was kind of like, well, "What's that really mean?" Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. I was like, "Yeah, like I said earlier on, uh, about an hour in, I was like, fucking, this is pretty fucking great,' and I know I'm not even on the proper map yet. No, I know I want
2: to. I, I want to the- throw out best tutorial section of a game
0: ever. I can't think of a better one. I cannot <laughs> think of a better one. I mean, it's it's great. So
2: I'll, I'll tell you a story already. There was there's a section of the tutorial. I'm not spoiling this for anybody. I hope. But there's a section where there's a, a a rail that goes between two of the sky islands, and one part of the rail is broken. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother are talking about it the following day. How'd you do that? How'd you do that? Two completely different ways. So first, I tried to fix the rail by making out of tree uh, tree logs, trying to make a, a little thing to stick to it so that it could go up, go over. Right? Didn't quite work out. So what I did was I created like a hook, right? A hook attached to the minecart to hang underneath on the unbroken rail and propel myself across. But I didn't put the fans on at the right angle, so I started spinning around to the <laughs> one rail. I just fell out, fell out, and died. Um, whereas my brother had had just loaded one cart with like fifteen fans and just <laughs> flew across, like brute forced his way across. But again, that was kind of the appeal of Breath of the Wild, but even more so at this is. How'd you do that one bit? Oh, I did it completely differently. It really gives you infinite weight. Like it presents you a problem and says, "There's not just one answer." Play around with it. Try and figure it out. See what works for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I fairly early on Friday, I was working, and obviously, so many people I follow, like on Twitter, were playing it, and I saw a bunch yeah. of people tweeting, like you know, shrine solutions, and they're like I don't think this was the way I was, quote unquote, supposed to do it. But obviously, that's not what the game was really about yeah there's
2: there's no there's
0: no supposed to do there's no supposed to but 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 what i kind of realized as a day when i started playing some myself i was like oh there really isn't because i legitimately any shrine that i have done that i've subsequently seen a clip of it's been completely different like that's crazy and the thing about breath of the wild was the shrines were super cool and the solutions were always very satisfying and they were very well designed but Outside of the freaks who played the game back to front and knew how to break the physics of it, generally speaking, the shrines typically had a solution. Do you know what I mean? Super right. satisfying, really well designed. Some of the best puzzle design in in modern games, but they had a solution. Whereas this, it's people are fucking building flying machines. They're, they're Tony Hawk grinding across a rail. I just before we came on here, I was I was finishing Dynamite and I was playing this while I was doing it, and this is and this is kind of what's the charm of things like Elden Ring as well is like. The fucking up in this game is so funny because you just you just completely break things or ruin them. I mean, I can't I don't know what the name of the shrine was, but I was doing this thing where I tried to balance a seesaw so that I could get up and get, it was like an optional chest. It wasn't even the actual right. solution to the shrine. Trying to balance a seesaw so I could get a chest that was upside down, so you couldn't get it at its default position. So I put some fans on the bottom of it and balanced it out. It was great, but I needed the fans to then do the main solution to the puzzle. But I accidentally separated them from the uh, seesaw, but they remained attached to each other. So the fans I needed to solve the shrine flew up to the ceiling. <laughs> and they this is the game has a decent amount of things in place. If if balls or fans or utensils fall down the pits in a shrine or they go up to an unreachable area, they, they respawn. But they got like hung up on some level geometry. <laughs> so I had to look at it up on the roof and I was like, I have to fucking quit out and come back into this fucking thing. It's just constant building monstrosities and if it works great and if it works it's the greatest feeling in the world and when it doesn't you just you you send Link shooting off into space (laughs) um, a little
2: bit bit of a Mario Sunshine feeling to it not in the frustrating way but the funny way where you like i whenever i'm doing a puzzle like that i'll always carry my contraption with me and build Hmm. onto it build onto it and then you get it and it falls off the level you go no (laughs)
0: my thing it's so good and like and it's just i've had so many of those moments and you and i get the impression you and i are both only like a couple of hours in because you know Work and life and whatnot. I, I've,
2: I've played it about fifteen hours. I was.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm probably a bit behind you. I had an annoyingly busy weekend. I was like, God, I, it's funny. It's just funny because I wasn't big into the last one. It's like I would rather be. Yeah. New, I'd so rather be at home just fucking playing this. Uh, yeah, but it's just like I'm only a couple of hours in, and still i have just heading nonstop. Just elation at solving things my way, and equal elation at like, <laughs> like I've got, I've not I've I have made successfully wheeled contraptions, but most of the time they're all imbalanced and they go flying off in the wrong direction and explode in a, in a in a hail of, of fire. Um, yeah. But that's yeah.
2: that, that's what games should feel like. Like as we talked about, games lately feel too wrapped up in making money. Yeah. Oh, it's so so good when a game now I will say it's so good when a game like this comes along and it's 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 so much fun to play. I will say the voice acting is, is fucking horrendous <laughs> still. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Um but that's really the only complaint about it I would have. I mean I think otherwise so far my experience has been pretty perfect with it. And I'm sure the stuff that I'm forgetting to even talk about, like I said, the music, even 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 down there's so many little Easter eggs in as well. Little you know if you played other Zelda games, you'll notice little uh songs hinted at little mm. little refrains like when you're cooking um link will hum songs from ocarina of time yeah stuff like that um it, it's really really nice and yeah i mean it, it it looks fantastic i mean that's nintendo's thing generally right they they, they pick an art style which kind of complements the system without being 4k ultra hd mm. ray tracing i mean it fucking looks beautiful It's but it's it's a style that they choose that works for them Super fun to play. Um I'm a little bit further story wise than you, like I said. I have I've I've done the, the the story where you go down to, to death okay. for the first time. It's very it's very introductory. You don't really you don't do, do much about it. Yeah. But yeah. um just to introduce that concept to you. And yeah, th- that's what I like about it as well, is it's it's not hand holy, but it does a good job of explaining the way the systems work to you through the shrines or through the tutorial. Let's start.
0: Yeah and and that's tough because it's like there's a lot there's a lot you've a you've a fucking you've a mechanic where you can pick up items you've a mechanic where you can join them together you've a mechanic where you can join weapons specifically together there's a time reversing mechanic there's a jump into the sky fucking through the roof mechanic there is the energy where they have to explain these give you extra energy on your devices yeah. this extends your energy that's a lot there's a lot but they dole it out in in uh, um uh in just the right ways that you're kind of and and again because in nintendo i mean for all their ups and downs and all their failings i mean they are so no matter how much technology advances they are so much about like those core philosophies of a game which is that in a tutorial they're not just telling you you do the stuff and you figure it out yourself by doing it it's the perfect balance and like we were saying about all the different shrine solutions i mean it's playing games like the, the latest god of war and it's just like i'm in this area with one solution or this puzzle with one solution and the characters won't shut the fuck up telling me what the solution is and then this game not only does it not tell you but whatever half-arsed fucking wily e. coyote contraption i build tends to work versus yours which would be completely different yeah it like gets it's i mean this was the breath of the wild was this too but this game i mean this is going to be Studied, and I'd like to say it'd be copied, but I people didn't copy Breath of the Wild as much as I thought they would because I no. I feel like you kind of can't because you have to have the serious chops to do it. Um, but yeah,
2: one thing I like as well, I'll make a last point on it because we've been talking for nearly half an hour already. Yeah, is um, how often I forget about all the systems in it, just mm-hmm. through my own stupidity. Where, like you said, you you would build a bridge to get over the 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 um, bristly uh, brambles. And I'll just forget about like ascend half the time, and I'll be trying to climb up uh, the side of a mountain that I could otherwise just zoom yeah. up. On. Or, or when you go out into a well or something, I'll, I'll then go out through the entrance rather than just shooting up through the.
0: I keep forgetting about ascend, and I keep forgetting about, I I with uh, I use the time reverse one to significantly make a boss easier. Yeah. He was flinging rocks at me, and I was like, "Boom! Back at you, actually. Take that, <laughs> yeah. you fool." Um, yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll be doing weekly check ins on this probably for the rest of time because it's apparently very long. But
2: uh, oh, I mean, this this seems like a game that I'll easily put a hundred hours into. Yeah, easily, easily. I've actually purposely not even looked at the art book yet because I I don't want to be. Oh God, no! Yes, yeah, no. no. Th- that'll be saved for
0: for not not quite the end, but later in the day. You don't want to see the 12 stations of the Korok. No, 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 no. Not until you get there yourself. Anyway, that's Zelda. That's Zelda Guff. We'll be back with, uh, with more of that next week, I'm sure. Uh, in the um, uh, wrestling sphere, there was uh, many a whisper. <laughs> Welcome back, Joe.
2: Hello. The <laughs> never, uh,
1: I've never played Joey a Zelda
2: still... game in my life, by the way. Yeah, I wouldn't not, not even once. I'll throw it out again, as I did last week. Link to the past, Super Nintendo, perfect beginner Zelda.
0: Yeah. No, oh, this, I, I, I thought you were going to say which I was going to say, which is which is that. Joe, I mean, Joe has a Switch, doesn't he? You have a Switch, don't yeah. You? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I I think this one is infinitely more accessible than the last one. But, you know, I, I think I, this is if, if you're going to get into one, I think this is the one. But it's a
1: bit uh, awkward, orcs orcs, isn't it? So.
0: It, it is very Orcs and They are called things like a Boko Hobgoblin and stuff oh, like that. Oh, fuck and off. Like, I'm not that. No, and, no, like, no, no, no. and all the items have a, ooh, this item uh, it oozes with a certain charm. And I'm like, shut ooh, the fuck up.
1: <laughs> the Stone of Destiny.
0: <laughs> That's the last game, you fool. Uh, the next game, of course, is the the, the Chasm of Truth. Um. <laughs> anyway, back to real man shit Let's talk about wrestling um, yeah. uh, And more importantly, wrestling business um, So the Warner Brothers up front Are this coming Wednesday It is believed that they will make an announcement About the new AEW television deal um, Tony Khan announced this past week on Dynamite that uh, there would be a big announcement uh, uh, this coming Wednesday as well. So it seems all signs are pointing to Wednesday and then various details were trickling out about what the the Warner deal was. So obviously, uh, you know, uh, collision is the big thing. So that's your your, your additional two hours of AEW content. It seems like more details have leaked out about the nature of the quote-unquote brand split or roster divide or whatever the fuck it is. It seems like it is going to be extremely unofficial soft divide mm. it's not going to be different color schemes and you're on this show you can't go on that it's not it's literally it's it's, it's so pathetic but it pretty much basically seems like it's going to be whatever show the elite are on CM Punk will be on the other one and then on mm. certain weeks where if they want CM Punk on Wednesdays he'll go on Wednesday and the elite will go on Saturday which I think is ridiculous I think it's so stupid but whatever if, if it's a compromise, at
1: least. Where can, uh, can, uh, I mean,
0: if, if it's if it's that or CM Punk doesn't come back, I would rather he is back. I would rather. This used back.
1: to happen when I was at school. You know, certain kids <laughs> would get moved to a different form. You know, a different yeah. class because they couldn't get along. So they right, you go to two D and you be in two A. That was you know, it's fine. Basically, treating wrestlers yeah. like that, that's fine.
0: Is CM Punk took my homework. He, look he's copying. <laughs> We brought his dog in again. <laughs> Did <Dog laughs> you bit kick me. Sh- No, it bit my the leg. Dog, That's what happened. I'm dead. <laughs> hey Steel, you've been expelled. Get out! Come on, you're excluded for the rest of the year. Get out. Um, so yeah, collision is is likely to be a fish. Um, uh, the the rumored price tag on this bad boy is between one and one point two billion dollars the billion
1: dollar man Um,
0: (laughs) and uh, between five and seven years um, so I mean the thing is this is obviously rumored nobody's come out and put their name on it it seems like that that is the rumor but no one had the guts to go out I think Wade Keller today actually came out and said that's what apparently the deal is but we're two days away by the time you hear this you'll be on the cusp of, of knowing what the actual deal is um so that's the rumor i mean obviously that would be huge for 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 AEW that's a four time increase over their their previous deal um when you when you break it down i suppose it makes sense cuz it's like Dynamite's been a huge success. Rampage and Battle of the Belts have been added, and Collision is being added. That's how that's five hours a week plus quarterly specials. And And all access, of course. And all access as well, which I I, I don't know. Like, because do AEW produce that? I guess technically they they don't produce all access, do they? It's like like some other company on behalf of TBS. But whatever. Uh, The real X factor, and this won't affect us too much as Europeans, but it's it's interesting nonetheless, is that figure is also to rap um basically anything any that de- any original content produced by AEW under the Turner umbrella which obviously we know Dark and Dark Elevation were temporarily you know concluded on YouTube there recently it seems like all future programming that's produced by AEW will be under some Warner entity of some some description which obviously has caused a lot of speculation about whether or not that then means their future pay-per-views or what have you will go on HBO Max or Max? I guess it's just called now. Um, that's one thing that nobody has commented on, one way or the other. It's going to be a case of wait and see on Wednesday. Um, that wouldn't affect us, unfortunately. Um, it would be nice to have to just pay the old uh, pay the old ten dollars um, uh, a month. But uh, anyway,
1: unless yeah. unless it ends up on Discovery Plus. That is over here. That is over, over here, there. isn't it? Yeah, I've actually yeah. never gotten it. We this, do have yeah. uh, Discovery Plus. Um, they show because they show sports. They show the Olympics. They show Winter
2: Olympics. Yeah.
1: Oh wow! Um, okay. No, and the actual well, here anyway,
2: they, they okay. have the Olympics.
1: They have the right, so. Yeah, and snooker, tennis, quite a few other sports. So they're kind of set up for live sports. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. You could, be, could be watching me uh, 90 Day Fiance, and then straight into
0: <laughs> all the classy entertainment. Yeah um yeah so that is that is that would be a huge deal for for AEW. if
1: if tony khan pulls off a billion dollar deal then i i'm sorry the man deserves huge kudos i know you get, he's the butt of so many jokes but to, to build this company and within five years have a deal that is not i mean it's obviously not as much as wwe are going to get for their next deal but it's in the same strat- stratosphere you know what i mean it's not a million miles away it's like a huge deal I mean, obviously it won't shut up all the mutants online who are like, <laughs> they're going to get cancelled any minute now. Oh, but if they ever turn to profit or... It's like, it's an incredibly popular TV show. It's one of the top five shows on the whole of cable TV. And rightly so, they're getting a lot of money for it. So, well done, well done, TK.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... it's... I mean, it leaves almost all American wrestling companies in the dirt in terms of, with the exception of WWE, obviously. Uh, in terms of of uh, landmark deals, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, we talked last week about the Wembley number. You know, put that put WCW far in the rear rear yeah. view mirror.
1: The only thing uh, you can compare it to is WCW, but they never had this level of success, partly because they were just part of the corpor- overall big corporation. So they yeah. weren't striking deals. They were just part of Turner. Um, yeah, there's not, there has not been a company other than WWE, really, in the history of, of wrestling that's, that's done anything like this. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we've,
0: we've, we've given as uh, plenty of stick in the last few weeks with some pretty lackluster dynamite. It's not to say that they're perfect, but when a push comes to shove, I mean, I think we've been, we've also been fairly steadfast that, you know, the TV shows mostly very good and has been a massive mm. success. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know what to tell any of you who might be listening to podcasts to tell you otherwise. I really don't. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, the that, this deal and the Wembley numbers, uh, one, two punch has been quite the, um, quite the statement by AEW so um so yeah i suppose we'll see we're waiting on on actual confirmation and all of that it'll be very um um uh, it'll be very exciting for AEW for the next few um, uh for the next few weeks they've a lot coming up a lot coming up and then obviously so collision is june 21st i want to say that's saturday 17 17 something 17? yeah i oh, me so that's the uh that's the um what is it? Oh, what's that arena called the the the, the, Un- the United Center? The United Center, and they're calling that the second coming, which is very funny.
1: Which was the name of our podcast three weeks ago, was yeah. Did we use that name, did we? we yes, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> As a oh, joke, wow. we came up with it, yeah. The prodigal son, that would probably be yeah, too Yeah, And weird. we had
2: the first I think was it the first mention in, uh, of CM Punk on Dynamite this week
0: yes yeah. Uh, and I, yeah and it's funny because they did go very wwe when this first happened they they he's out of the intro they wouldn't say his name they wouldn't show him they they really took him out they really took him out uh, so yeah mjf talked about him tons of footage of the dog collar match yeah. you know that was very intentional yeah um, love, it. love it so uh so yeah that is um that is the yeah that's the rumored AEW news. will obviously when we report back next week, we will have the deets on that. I I, I hope they confirm the 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 Max stuff. Um, I'm very interested to see because their their pay per views are pretty successful. Again, like like everything else they do, mm. probably don't get enough credit for the fact that they've actually got a successful pay per view business. Um, yeah, under their uh, under their wing. So yeah, that's uh, the the AEW news for this week. Uh, elsewhere in our lives. Lads, um, uh, not too much going on. I said I, I had a busy week which hampered my Zelda playing time. <laughs> very, very sad to say. I had my second driving lesson, went quite well. Uh, prior, prior, like the entire week before I went, I was just thinking about how I would rather do anything else at all, other than go driving. I was very anxious about it. I, I the first lesson went well, but I was still just anxiety ridden about the whole affair, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't up for it. Second lesson went quite well, and I came out of it, I think, kind of over the hump a little bit. So I was like, all right. I'm kind of, I'm I'm finding my groove. I'm getting to grips with everything, and I'm actually less terrified now. So, so, so before the next lesson, me and Brona are going to go out, and I'm going to try and get my get my hours up in between lessons. Do you know what I mean? And uh, we'll see. Maybe i may maybe a I'm may be hitting the road, going where? Don't know, but I can do it.
2: What's What's the fastest speed you've hit so far?
0: Like <laughs> sixty km.
2: Uh, not too bad. Not too bad.
0: Yeah, I did different instructor this week, but similar to the first one, kind of a no nonsense, kind of just let's just go and because because i have to go after work i'm kind of i'm driving at like peak travel time and it's not it's i was about to say it's not a great time but it kind of is because it's just like that's it's like go on the road and fucking drive and just and figure it out so i've it's actually gone quite well so yeah survived it um uh yes uh, not yesterday uh saturday i went on a there was a, a company event i went to uh, where we went on a nice cruise uh, up uh, a river in County Clare, down here in uh, south of the Republic of Ireland. And uh, had a couple of beers on the, on the cruise. But the cruise was just a preamble to a little barbecue at a hotel we went to. And the hotel, I mean, it was a perfect way to sum up how the rest of the evening was going to go. Because the first thing we noticed when we got to the hotel, we went to the bar to order our drinks. And there was a woman giving absolute stink to a manager about the quality of her chowder. Um, <laughs> she was, she, she was, and she was not telling him to say chowder. She was complaining about it. And so I was like, me and my friend Sarah are at the bar and I was like I was like, Hey, don't don't look over your shoulder, but can you hear what she's saying? She's really she's she's like, no that and it was very busy. So here's the here's the the the, sh- the short story for, for this this hotel was that it was a bit of a shit show because they didn't know our corporate due was coming. It was, like, I think last Saturday was, like, peak communion uh, season, late May, brilliantly sunny day. There was two communions out of the hotel and a 70s-themed birthday party arrived as we were leaving. So the hotel was very up in a heap. The food was late. People were starving. They were short-staffed. They had, like, two people on the bar for all these gigs that were here at once. And any time a cake needed to be changed or there was an ice bucket that needed to be refilled, it was down to one person is absolute chaos. And yeah, we were we were kinda we arrived and we couldn't quite hear because it was very busy hustle and bustle we're like can you hear what she's giving out about I can't hear but she's obviously really annoyed and then, so we saw this manager getting an earful and then once she stopped rambling and raving he turned to the husband who looked like he'd rather fucking be anywhere else looked like he was going to use the chowder to choke himself to death the manager just goes uh, and was, was yours okay sir? And he goes yeah it was fine thank you <laughs> uh, it's just like oh god <laughs> so yeah that was a bit of a fucking bust but it was you know it was a, an amusing day out nonetheless I enjoyed being on the uh um, the actual cruise. I like being on the water. Um uh, it reminds me of my, my youth. I took the ferry to England on like my very first holiday ever and I always love going on going on the boat yeah. since then. But um yeah, that was uh, that was my week. That was the old life go for me. What about you boys? What have you boys been up to in the interim?
2: I've been into a McDonald's again. You'd be surprised you here.
1: Here go
2: Let me just clarify first, right? I'm I'm undergoing somewhat of a sexification again at the
0: moment. Okay. I, thought, I, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say sex change. I was like, oh, wow. I'm undergoing a sex. I was like, where is this going? That would
1: explain the tits.
0: <laughs> they don't get those at McDonald's though. Does anybody hear me complaining about the breasts? <laughs> um,
2: no, I, I weight wise, I'm I'm down from two ten to one ninety four this morning. So wow. I'm pretty pretty okay. But I had a little McDonald's. And, um, we, me and my brother went. And so I, uh, I ordered, you know, that little touchscreen do hickeys now. Right. And I ordered mine and I come around, walk around. He's still ordering his, but he's very soon after me. We go, we go and sit down, wait for our numbers to be called out to go pick up the food. I get called first number 40. He's 42. I go up, grab my tray, come back down. And I have, as you guys, and this is the, the McDonald's that you both have, have been in, as a matter of fact. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have my Big Mac, which has the sticker on it. When you know, when you order a special, as I'm a, a somewhat of a picky eater, when you when you order a special order, they put a sticker on it to you know stand it out from the other ones. They don't just give you a normal Big Mac, so it has on it uh, plain with tomato ketchup. Open it up. It's not playing with tomato ketchup. Oh. It. It's just a normal Big Mac. How how's it got into a box with a sticker on? I don't know. So I go back up. The girl's standing there. And I say, "Sorry, you know, I've worked in retail, so I'm always super polite. I don't make a big scene." I say, "Sorry, as you can see, the sticker on. It, I, I ordered the plain with, with just ketchup. This is this is just come with everything." Okay, she takes it, she turns around. So I'm just standing there at the pickup counter for for a minute. And, uh, I'd say a minute and a half later, she turns to me and goes, sorry, are you okay? <laughs> I said, yeah, I just gave you a Big Mac a minute ago. There was a problem with it. Oh, okay. So she, she immediately forgot what I, what I said to her, which is a bad sign already. Right? So she comes back to me a minute later with a bag, Big Mac. And I go, oh, yeah, take it out. <laughs> it's just a normal Big Mac again. Um, They haven't resolved the issue. They just gave me another Big Mac. And now the manager is floating around at this point. She goes, are you okay? Explain now the situation to her. Oh, yeah, 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 no problem. Uh, Goes away, comes back a minute later. Big Mac, it's what I want. Okay, we're happy. There was two different burger transactions, but we got there in the end, right? My brother's food has still not arrived by this stage. I've been up at the counter (laughs) for five minutes fixing the burger, right? I come down. He gets called. Same girl. He sits down and goes, "Oh Jesus! They never gave me my chicken nuggets." Because I think he got them like spicy and and nuggets with his meal. Didn't get the nuggets. Right? he goes up to the same girl. Sorry, I didn't get. I ordered nuggets. I didn't get given the nuggets. Oh, oh no problem. She gives him the nuggets. He sits down with them. There's only five nuggets in it. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. Um, oh dear. And I, 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 as when when I was still up there, I I forget the girl's name now, but um. The, ma- the manager who did something like, let's just say the girl's name is, is Rosie, right? The manager at one point went, oh, Rosie. And I just imagine <laughs> that this, this girl is just fucking stuff. Up constantly. Oh, no. Oh. Dearest Rose. It's oh, a shame. But, but That's five five errors in a row. I've I've never had so many. Almost uh, as many
0: errors as chicken nuggets that I wanted.
2: (laughs) But that was my favorite bit. And and as as I said, I'm always very polite and nice in those situations. I don't want to cause people grief because I know they probably just get get shit on all
0: day. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: But when he came back with the nuggets and opened it up and there were only five, I let out a big old belly laugh. And we were sitting right next to the counter. (laughs) (laughs) It's like again, there, another he's friend. laughing,
0: he's loving life over there. He obviously got the right stuff. This is great, he's having the time of his life over there.
2: <laughs> he didn't get his nuggets right. Well, let's just fuck him. fuck him. We'll give him one one fewer than he should get for complaining. Imagine that you go, up
1: and you, you, you saw you never get him say, Here like you go, here's five. That'll do you sit down and shut up now. Anyway, we got there in the end. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the sixth one in the post as a warning. Like, oh, cut all his nuggets off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's the most notable thing for me. Anyway. Right. Busy week. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: we we had we had a busy old weekend. Um, so we've been redoing the back garden of the yeah. house here because it was in a hell of a state, lads. I don't know if you saw my patio cleaning video the other day. The yes, yes, form. your power
0: washing. Yes,
1: it was. It was caked in in something. I don't know. You couldn't see the, the paving stone, so I washed that off. That was great mowed all the lawn uh we've ordered i ordered eight bags of beautiful uh, blue slate gravel um and i covered all the flower beds in gravel so now hopefully no weeds will be emerging from those flower beds for the for the foreseeable future it looks it looks very nice um it's just very very satisfying so now i keep looking out the back window and going yep yeah, good work that but it was it was a lot of work though we were out there saturday and sunday um, work in physical physical manual labor imagine that that's mm. two days in a row um so i'm feeling it today the old legs are a bit tight but um definitely worth it bit more to do when we get back from holiday but uh very 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 satisfying to to actually uh do things with your hands to actually you know do some work that doesn't involve sitting in front of a laptop you know it's, it's very 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 satisfying so yeah it was a good good productive weekend um also watched a bit of the old... we talk about this later, the old Eurovision. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. I know, yeah. You, I know you, you're a fan. I watched yeah. that as well, yeah. We'll come back to that. Yes. Um, but I believe that is the life guff for today. Mm. That's what I was going to ask. And that brings us into... Dun, dun, dun. The concluding round of our fantastic returning feature, Bop It, Pull It, Twist It, Bracket, where we run through a tournament-like structure Um. Of a certain category. In the past, we've done The Simpsons. We have done uh, movies. We've done Chris Nolan movies. Um, this time, we are doing wrestling stipulation matches, gimmick matches. So we've already whittled it down to the final eight, and we are going to do the quarters, the semis, and the final right here tonight. god in this very podcast. It's like the Deadly Games tournament. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Deadly Games! Yeah, except there'll be no double disqualifications or anything. No, thank, thank Ooh, God. Straight down the line. So let's get straight into it. Quarterfinal number one. So these are all big. Obviously, we've we've got rid of all the, you know, the crap. Now we're down to just the big boys. So q- quarterfinal number one, the barbed wire explosion match mm. versus the dog collar match. <sighs> Two violent spectacles. Lads, what are your thoughts? I mean,
2: again, this I'm going to have recency bias on this.
1: Mm.
2: I just love the dog collar lately. I mean, when you, when you start doing something like a Hell in a Cell,
1: mm.
2: Elimination Chamber, I feel like the first one's always easy. The first one's always good. But can you keep the standard up? Can you keep people excited for that gimmick it, mm. without, without it becoming stale or, or you have a bad one and then, oh, you know, people are turned off by it. Um, AW just, have done such a, a stellar job with the mm-hmm. dog collar to, to, to this point. Um, I think I would, I would find it hard pressed to go against it here as much as I've, as I mentioned before, I'm a fan of the barbed wire matches. Yeah. Uh, Cause I just think they give you something so different to everything else. But, but, just the quality of these matches, and that speaks to who they put in it and the feuds that they uh, attach it to. That's more to do with, with the, the booking of the match almost, as mm. opposed to the match itself. But they've done such a great job. But i gotta go, I got to go Doug collar.
1: Yeah, I do I tend to agree that, that it's had such a renaissance the last couple of years, thanks to E.W. What I really actually appreciate about it is it doesn't get in the way of the match too much. You know what I mean? It lets the match right. be the match. Yeah. But it adds that little bit extra, that little bit of violence, that little kind of, you know what, uh, in a way that like a ladder match doesn't, because it just makes it all about the stunts. It doesn't. It's no longer a wrestling match. It's a gimmicky kind of climb the ladder thing. And um, that's what I really like about the dog collar. Whereas I would say that the, the barbed wire explosion is it's all right as a kind of one-off you know, it's a bit of a bit of an event, but it, it, it's it's not something that's sustainable. You couldn't do a a barbed wire explosion match every year. You'd you you it would just get silly. Yeah. Whereas for me, I think the dog collar is uh is right up there.
0: Yeah, I'd I, I'd have to echo everything you said. I I was I'm dog collar as well.
1: Okay, so that's three for three. Dog mm. Collar advances to the next round. Second quarter final, this is a big one. We have the Battle Royal slash Royal Rumble slash Casino Royale slash Casino Royale. Oh, Royale. I thought you were gonna go without saying Royale. I want to say it. Versus the war games match. Mm. So that's war games, legal lockdown, blood and guts, whatever you want to call it. So both both kind of kind of big multi-man matches. Lots of lots of bodies in there. Um, Barry, do you want to go first this time? Give us your
0: thoughts. Yeah, I think we we have we, we've, we've hashed these both of these out quite a bit—the positives and the negatives and the the ratio of both. Um, I think, though, I would—it's it may be the one to beat. I, I'm going to have to go go with the Royale with cheese. I think. Um, you know, I I think we've talked a lot about how uh, the the war game is kind of you know. Conceptually versus the actual end result we've gotten a lot of the time. Mm. Yeah, I'll go with the ro- the, the royals.
1: Okay.
2: <sighs> See, here's my, here's my problem with the royals. First of all, it's an outdated go- method of government, and they should be gotten rid <laughs> of. Okay, ayo. Um, every battle royal apart from the Royal Rumble is shit. <laughs> this is my my big issue. Mm. Royal Rumble. Not a problem. And actually, frankly, a lot of our rumbles have been shit as well. But a, a good, well booked World Rumble with with the right sprinkling of surprises and uh, a good storyline. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more satisfying. Every other battle royal is is awful. I, I, whenever and AEW does way too many of them. WWE, to their credit, I feel like don't overuse the battle royal. AW do way too many battle royals. Um. If they paired it back a little bit, maybe it would be a little bit more. I'd be a little bit more interested in them. But they they seem to just do them randomly. They had a a third of May trios battle royal. Remember that? That didn't even lead to anything or have any reason for happening. They just (laughs) did one. You know, I, I find it very hard to get excited about those matches. Yeah, war games for all the issues that they have in terms of feeling bloated or. Um, the fact that they they have, have modern more games have an overabundance of weapons and over-reliance on weapon spots. I still feel like that's that feels more special to me because we don't see as many of them. You have the double ring which visually has an extra element to it as well. Mm. Um, And I, th- I still think those matches are quite good, all things considered, even though I, I do agree with the criticisms of them. I'll probably go... I'll go with war games in this case over the Battle Royals just on the general... The general annoyance I have for, for typical Battle Royals. You
1: know, Paul makes a good point, because I, I think even though I would say War Games is my favorite stipulation of all time, personally, it's my favorite. I was, But I also love the Royal Rumble. I do love the Royal Rumble. However, thinking about Battle Royals, they generally aren't ever any good. I just realized, as Paul pointed that out, most Battle Royals are actually pretty shit. Mm, yeah. Um, and the Royal Rumble as much as there have been some really great ones there's also been so many bad especially the last like, 10 years 10-15 years I just struggle to think of too many that I like so I may this this might be an upset but I think I'm going to go for the war games and I'm going <gasps> to send the Battle Royal slash Royal Rumble crashing out of, wow. a, of the tournament in the quarterfinals.
0: That's, that's a quarterfinal exit that's, that's shocking and devastating to be honest <laughs>
1: I feel like if
2: Royal Rumble was its own thing separate yeah. from Battle Royals, it, 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 it maybe would have gone further. But like tell me tell tell me a good Battle Royal aside from a Royal Rumble of the last ten years.
1: The only one that jumps out on me is the one of the, the casino royales, the one where Jungle Boy won. I think was it Christian no, he didn't debut in that, but he was in it. Like during the pandemic era. I remember
0: no, the match. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was a, that was. I remember that being a good one. But that's.
0: I like the Lucha Underground one, the first Rumble they did.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a few, but uh, uh, that's controversial. But it's, mm. this is it. We're in the quarterfinals. There's no easy, no easy. Yeah, matches. there's no easy matches, is there? Uh, quarterfinal number three, the cage match mm. versus the Iron Man match. Hmm so cage match uh, defeated the tables match and the handicap match uh, to get to this point
0: all right so this is its first real challenge to be
1: honest it was it's been a bit of an easy one iron man defeated the stripping match uh and the pole match
0: <laughs> okay so, so
1: both both these
0: matches basically had buys until this point they had easy
1: easy yeah. easy run so far
0: um i i i think we we talked last week about um the cage as a fixture of wrestling and as such there's been a million mm. bad ones but also there's been you know a million great ones and yeah I'd consider it a seminal um uh, prior to wrestling we just we'd had a great one this week in fact uh I, I, I it's a pretty easy vote for cage for me
1: okay I, I don't know. I think it's pretty close for me because I do like a cage match but I do love the Iron Man match as well it's a kind of personal favourite um uh, mm. I just like that idea of yeah two guys kind of going at it for a specific period of time and it's like who can win the most I, I, I kind of like that that element and the real specialness of it I'm finding it very hard to pick I, I don't know um, I'm kind of leaning towards the cage match just because of the sort of versatility or the mm. you know we've just seen a great one this last week Um the only other problem with cage matches is they so rarely now are executed in the original intention, which is to stop people getting in and people getting out. I mean, this so part, we, we had that this week. Great example where of course, immediately uh, they start fighting before the match even starts. Then they come out the cage and someone else comes in the cage. It's like every cage match they do seems to be end up like that. So, but I think I'm still going to lean towards cage match. With with regret to to quote Alan Sugar on The Apprentice, but I'm going to go for cage match. So it's two two in favor of the cage. Paul, what would you?
2: I think it's got to be cage. I mean, okay. Iron Man. I love the concept of an Iron Man match. I, lo- I like the sporting element of it, but um more often than not, they're a bit long and boring. Yeah, aside from the very good ones cage matches, yeah, I wish they would be a little bit more strict with how they do them, but the cage matches more often than that are good, Mm -hmm. so I'll give to them on that strength alone
1: Okay, so advances, in the final quarterfinal we have the Texas Death slash Last Man Standing match versus the Street Fight slash Hardcore Mm. match slash Lights Out match
0: I mean, this is kind of a question of versatility, really, isn't it? Because mm. I, I feel like a street fight is a little bit more can be a million different things, whereas Texas Death is kind yeah. of more rigid, but tends to be more violent, you know? Mm. I I liked with Texas Death the fact
2: that it has a specific uh, way to win, where mm. it's knockout or submission, right? In, in modern Texas Death, it used to be more of a last man standing kind of match. Um. Whereas Street Fight, yeah, I, 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 I prefer the idea that it's more not MMA-themed, but it ha- has that same kind of core concept to them as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, pin your opponent, where you can, you know, we see so many stipulation matches end with a, a fluky, I, like, my, my least favorite. I know it's not in, in the thing anymore, but, like, last man standing match where he tied him to the thing. Yeah. Like, I, like, I hate all that shit. So the fact that Text death really eliminates that in terms of it has to be a definitive finish i love that street fight still gives you a little bit of wiggle room for fuckery mm-hmm. um so i'll go texas death based on the strength of concept i think otherwise they're they're similar mm-hmm.
1: enough um yeah i i find that kind of the 10 count quite restrictive and, and that's why i often really didn't like last standing lost man standing matches i'm gonna go for the street fight uh the hardcore match uh because mm. I th- it's just it's a kind of like the cage match it's just one that can be done many times in different ways and always kind of satisfying. so for me it's the street fight. Barry deciding vote.
0: oh God um two good cases I think I, I really like what Paul says um, you know about the slightly different rule set. I suppose just if, if if like any I suppose anything that fo- kind of falls under the umbrella of street fight I suppose I I taking that into consideration I think I'll go street fight just because I think there's so much variety under that because um, mm-hmm. it's basically just any match where you there's no rules and you can you can get as creative as you want so I, I think I'll go with that one.
1: Okay, so street fight goes through. So quickly we'll move on to the semi-finals. Semi-final number one. The dog collar match versus the war games match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go round. Give me your vote. We'll start with Paul. Dog collar or war games? I'm
2: gonna go. I, I think I'm gonna go dog collar for the reasons I mentioned before. I, I have fewer issues with dog collar and and the strength of the recent matches above war games.
1: Okay. Barry?
2: War game, sorry.
1: Dog Collar or War Games?
0: I'm going to go Dog Collar.
1: <sighs> so that's 2-0 to Dog Collar. I am going to go War Games because it's my personal favorite, but I do love the Dog Collar match as well. But Dog Collar advances to the final. Unbelievable. And in our second semi semi-final, it's the cage match versus Oof. the street fight.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> these are a hell of a pair of semi finals i got to
1: say. I think yeah, these are the, this is, this, this, is the that it is. this is a great bracket. Uh, I, I'll, so I'll, go, I'll go first this time. Go in go reverse order. So I... Oh, this is so tough. I'm going to go for the street fight simply because, as I say, most of the time I feel like the cage match, the psychology of the cage match is just never adhered to anymore. It right. should be preventing people from getting in, stopping people from getting out. And so often, immediately, they just ignore that. So I'm, I'm going to put my weight behind street fight. Barry, Ugh. you're next. Um, ooh. <sighs> Let me jump at the queue. Cage.
0: No, 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 no. Cage. No, no. no. no you, Cage. you put me
1: on the spot. Fuck oh, it. Cage. That was an illegal vote cage no, stop the count. ignore ignore cage.
0: that ignore that i didn't hear that i don't know what he said uh...
2: those votes were from china <laughs> that was china votes we don't count those
0: oh uh well i i guess we'll make it definitive i i was i was gonna say cage i was gonna say Ooh. cage so I guess that
2: cage, was... cage just feels special to me cage brings me back to being a kid Cage match. I, I I'm watching Livewire and Sky One on a Saturday morning. There was a fucking cage match. That's like the most special thing in the world. There's nothing yeah. better than a cage match. Street fire. They, they kind of happen, but that's true. Um, I love a cage. I love a cage. Yeah. We, we, as we mentioned, there 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 are there are issues with them playing around with the the the, the, the rules. But I still, when you see the cage hanging above the ring, it's just fucking something. Something yeah,
1: excited instinctually gets you excited about it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it takes us to the final, final one-on-one. It is in one corner, the dog collar match. And in the other corner, the cage match. So consider Take a second to consider, which you would like to vote for. And then I'm going to say mm. on, on three, we all say our vote at the same time. Yeah, this is very much child Paul versus adult Paul, I feel like.
2: Ooh. Which do I go with? Okay, give us a count now.
1: Okay, um, all ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go three, two, one, and then say Then you see it. Okay. Maybe. Three, two, one, dog Cage. collar match. Oh, I believe that was two cages versus my one dog collar match.
0: A, a commendable dog collar performance though, I would say what, Come comeback right. come of the last couple of years, I'd say.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. I think with my adult smart fan, <laughs> fucking I know what wrestling is now, brother, uh I can really appreciate what they've done with the dog collar match. But that childhood nostalgia, mm-hmm. that childhood feeling of wonder and excitement, I mean the cage match will always have that for me. Playing cage matches in WWF, no mercy. They were they were shit, but fucking it was exciting, it was different cage matches back in in the attitude area oh, mm. love, love a cage love a cage gotta go cage yeah. and also the historical well actually they're both quite historically important but dog collar oh, was yeah. away in in the mainstream for quite a while before it came back cage yeah. match is just cage matches like the staple the staple of wrestling
1: right? echoes through history bruno sammartino mm. jimmy snooker are jumping off the cage hogan <laughs> in the blue bars Bretton and owen yeah. The Archon Era, the Hell in a Cell.
2: Mankind coming off the Mankind
1: cage. Coming off the fucking cage. Yeah. God damn it. Snuck okay. it. Snuck it before he was allegedly. A, well, we yeah. won't say that. Anyway. What? Congratulations to the cage match. The cage a match. Steel, the 16 foot high steel cage. Officially, officially the best uh, gimmick match ever.
0: Yeah.
2: I, th- I think I'm satisfied with that. I yeah, think I, think, was- I
0: mean, it's that—that's a pitch perfect pick, isn't it? When you really think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. very good. All righty, and that is the finale of the latest Bop it, pull Pullit Twisted it Bracket. Thank you very much, Joe, for organizing, and uh, we will segue uh, from there. Fittingly, we will segue over to this week's most notable match, which was, of course, the cage match between John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, uh, which main event had a very good dynamite this week. Uh, what did you think of the main event, Joe?
1: I thought it was fantastic. Um, I will say it wasn't much of a cage match. It felt, felt more like no. a street fight inside a cage, yeah. which I didn't mind. Um, but again, <laughs> yeah, again, speaking to my point of no one adheres to the cage match, Psychology anymore? Just bringing a barbed wire chair. Why not? Yeah, Kallas
0: getting in for the finish. Just yeah,
1: that was annoying, but it was a real like main event, a proper main event, and a real kind of spectacle. And I thought these two, yeah, went at it really, really hard. So yeah, for a TV main event, I mean, you're not, you know, I wouldn't expect a kind of full on, full on match, but it was, it was really, really, really good.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) No, it was great. It was, it, And it's funny because they did a lot of wild stuff, but it, they were on a TV time limit so it was kind of like, it felt like an mm. abridged version of their full gear match from a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, no, really, really liked it. Um, and yeah, and then there was the turn at the end, which it's very, I was watching it with Bro Dan, I was trying to say, like, it's very wrestling y that, like, it mm. seems like the, it's going to be like Callus is like, oh, like, I, they gave me this scar, but it was like for you. I got it. You know what I mean? It's going to be something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure how they'll explain it. I think they'll, they'll explain it, but um, however they explain it, I'm just, I, I think it was way over time to get Callus away from, from Kenny. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm glad they're doing that. So I'm glad they're doing that. In general, the elite just felt like so much of a wishy washy group with like Nakazawa and and Cutler. Mm. I think they need to trim all that stuff away. I don't care if it's YouTube stuff that people love. Get all that away. The three of them are the act, and you know, hangman is they will will they won't they? Um yeah. Get, and get Callis out of there. And he can he can do whatever he wants to do. He'll he'll bring a heel in, I'm sure. Um but yeah. Yeah. What did you make of a Paul?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought the match itself was, was great, obviously. Um, the turn was unexpected and it was fun. Um, I don't know. I think Carlos might... What, would they put him on commentary for Collision, maybe? Something like that?
0: Oh, you know, I from, I don't know. Could. yeah. I don't know if he's the interest to keep doing that, though. He did that for years, you know? Yeah, he was doing for New Japan and stuff. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, again, that's, that's kind of what you want from your TV, right? Is to... To go off the air, leaving you you asking questions that you'll tune in to get the next week, you know. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the what the uh, the fallout of that is in terms of his reasoning. Maybe, yeah. Obviously, the injury they can play into that and say, you know, that he wasn't protected by by the elite or whatever, and he sees he sees what these these guys this. British uh Blackpool Combat club what they're really about and, and the damage that they do and that's what he's more interested in than than the I don't know but they could they, they have a lot of ways they can go with it um but yeah I mean the, the, it, it felt important it felt special the main event you know and the match itself was really great although the spot where they broke the cage with the the V trigger through it and, and Omega's leg getting caught between the cage and, and the ring was quite scary.
1: Yeah, that could have easily, especially what we had with torn his knee, Dante <laughs> Martin recently oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: or worse. Yeah.
1: Although, I
2: mean, we were talking about tearing your knee up and breaking your leg. It's kind of splitting hairs really in terms of severity <laughs> severity and recovery time. But yeah. it seems he got away. He got lucky with that one. Yeah, it was nasty, wasn't it? Um, it was very nasty.
0: Um, uh, going back through the, the rest of the card, uh, we had the first ever uh house rules, I guess it was House of Black Rules. This is so shit, all right. <laughs> let me let me let me run this down. So, first of all, they've got their own wacky production now where the lights are all dimmed in the business. very WWE, extremely WWE. They dim all the lights you can't see the crowd. I don't hate that if you want to do something a bit different fair enough but they put like weird like s- eerie snow or 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 like uh, ash flakes on the titantron hate that if you want to do it in darkness do it in darkness don't put spooky effects on the screen it looks rubbish so that's the thing and then but the main thing about these matches right <laughs> is that it's here are the rules right a 20 count instead of a 10 count oh yeah. spooky um uh, the spookiest number twenty. <laughs> no, the, the neighbor of the neighbor of the neighbor of the neighbor of the beast. Uh, a couple, a couple of rows down. Um, so twenty count. No rope breaks, right? Because you have to quit. Because they're the, Buddy Murphy had some explanation of this. He was like, "Oh, you have to either get out of it or quit." Those mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then like DQs are enforced, which I think the point of that is the fourth rule is the challenger's choice. But I think the point of that being rule three is that you can't say no DQ, right? Right. I guess that's my assumption, right?
1: Otherwise, As, yeah. why say it? Because surely DQs are always
0: because so. surely, yeah, because DQs are always well, in AW I don't know, um, but uh, maybe they're like, yeah, this is gonna be the one match on the show with no table spots. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then yeah, the fourth one is 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 Dina's. and I was like, if you're gonna have like, I can understand doing like. I'm the, inter- I'm the international champion now, and because it's my gimmick, I'm gonna every match is gonna be a hardcore match. Well, I can see something like that. This is such a non set of rules. It's like a slightly longer stand on the on the floor and no rope breaks. You know, um, I don't know. It, it seems it's very wacky. And then the very first challenger is the best friends, and they just say no witches at ringside so that Julia Hart can't be there. But she already had a match anyway, so you know. Um, I don't know why she would be there. It was it, the whole, the whole gimmick seems farcical. I really hope they, they, since they were already making jokes about it and saying no witches is the fourth rule, I hope they just pretend it was a one-off and they never do it again. Because I have no interest. The match was fine. It was Bandino and the best friends against House of Black. It was perfectly for The six man, but Jesus, <laughs> it was. I thought I just
1: thought all the surrounding stuff was so silly. I, I quite like the lights. I didn't mind the lights. Okay. I looked, it didn't look silly. It wasn't like red red light, fucking red light bulb on, you know. It, it just looked like what they do sometimes, turning down the house lights. So I was okay with that. The other rules, I, I don't, like, it seems like a pure rules match. Like, what, what what's kind of spooky or... <laughs> intimidating <laughs> about no rope breaks in a twenty count. <laughs> like, what? I don't, I don't get it. It's just this is Ring of Honor, not um, House of Black. Um, yeah, and then the dealer's choice is kind of stupid as well. Because why not just say, I don't know, the other team can't tag out, or they, I don't know, tie one hand behind their back. It's, it's just silly. I don't mind this idea, like of of having a cut their own kind of customized match. Yeah, add a bit of to you know make it stand out but not sure about their their choices
0: yeah so that was the uh that was that match. uh we did get the julia hart um and a J match, which which wasn't much. It's funny because I thought they might have a like a. I thought a, it was okay.
2: It wasn't it wasn't, all right. it wasn't the 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 bunny matches of, of the past. Really.
0: But it's funny. I think they kind of got un- unlucky having to do it on the match with the cage match, where they probably mm-hmm. was like, okay, you can't yeah. do X Y Z because they're doing I'm that. Sure. Yeah, sure. that's unfortunate. It was it was all right. It was all right. Uh, Judy Hart won.
2: I mean, I thought I think it's, it was better than you might have expected for people of Juilliard's experience and, and, and Anna Jay's.
0: Yes, yeah. With a, per, perfectly crumulent match. Very, two, two young youngsters with um, a handful of years in the business between them, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't okay. bad at all. It wasn't bad at all. But, um, obviously Anna Jay's had more kind of like, you know, violent spectacles, although she got pretty badly hurt in the last one. So maybe that was another factor in, in, in toning down this one, which is fair enough. Um, we got uh, Orange Cassidy successfully retaining the, international. I keep nearly calling it the Intercontinental title, um, over um, uh, Daniel Garcia. I thought this was really good. Uh, I always love a good lengthy Daniel Garcia match on TV. He always delivers. Oh, great. Mm. I
2: thought this was great. One of, one of my favorite Orange Cassidy matches he's had in this, this run.
0: Yeah. And it's been a good run as well. So, yeah.
2: I think RC is one of my favorite currently on the go. Oh,
0: he's fantastic.
2: I think so as well. He's so good. He's so good. And and the 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 little mannerisms he has, little heel, uh, sports entertainer like mm. dances he does are, are so funny. Have me laughing every time. <laughs> but I, I can just picture so he's in my head. The, the when he finally gets the big face turn, he's going to be over like Rover.
1: Absolutely, oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs>
0: So yeah, uh, that was fun, and uh, you know, another match where it kind of seemed like Cassidy was kind of struggling to to get it done, and then he eked out the win, which was uh, which was uh, a nice yeah, continuing I, story they're telling.
2: I like the gradual progression on that.
0: Uh, we had Christian coming out um, <laughs> to talk about Wardlow's dead dad and how he's not famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. He's so great, God! And he was getting so much heat before he even said anything. It was just great. This man, this man is 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 a legend. I mean, he really is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aaron Anderson giving up on his own son. <laughs> God, it was good. <laughs>
2: why? Why WWE always thought Edge was a
0: strong one in that pairing? I'll never know. No, I just yeah. Poor Christian never getting his respect, but he's getting it now. Oh, he's the he's the man. Uh, so yeah, and I, I mean, it really does seem as it should be that uh, Luchasaurus is just there to be the heavy, you know what I mean? Um, uh, which is th- the way it should be, I'd say, you know. Um uh, yeah. So that was great. We got the we got the Tony Cannon announcement and we also got uh, the return of Miro and the return of Thunder Rosa, both of whom went Ooh. into his office. Um, oh, this just, was great. So I, I appreciate them, them yeah. being back.
1: It would have been better if if they'd pulled up in a car, obviously, and then stepped out and we'd just seen the legs. Was like, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, and then later on you'd seen him knock on the door but you know it was it was still good my only I have a nitpick which is that I thought they set it up nicely having oh Miro shows up and then Thunder Rosa shows up and then we get Tony's announcement that all these guys are banging my door down you know we're gonna have to launch a new bloody TV show I'm like, <laughs> right, yeah. and I don't like the fact that it cut to Tony like pre-recorded his suit like literally two minutes later after Thunder Rosa knocked on his door yeah. it's like really should have been Tony coming out of his, out of that office and being kind of intercepted by Renee and saying, well, next week I'm going to have a big announcement, you know, and that would have felt a lot more organic as well. Cause him doing the pre-tape of uh, an announcement for an announcement yeah. next week was just a bit pokey as well. I just wish, I wish Tony was happier to just appear on camera like a normal sort of human being. Well, he changes
2: his voice and persona quite drastically when he's live on camera, he goes all shouty and yeah. wide eyed. Whereas backstage, he's totally normal. Very weird.
1: Mm. But um, yeah, I did really like this. And <laughs> all the kind of. He had a Mr. Burns. Who shot Mr. Burns esque quality to it? it like all these, <laughs> these returning <laughs> like, rogues. Stro- Miro's stroking his gun. Thunder Rose has got a knife. And uh, we just need. Um, what's his name? Andrade with a lead pipe. I was going to say, he was the only one missing.
2: Yeah. He probably got
1: in a fight on the
0: way to the office, though. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that it's it's kind of like the Saturday show is going to be the bold boy show, oh, yeah. where all, all the troublemakers go. We <laughs> get Andrade back. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, what else did we have? We had, oh God, we had Jericho getting a fucking restraining order against Adam Cole or whatever it was. We talked last week about how ridiculous it is that suddenly Adam Cole has consequences for fighting backstage um, when it happens every single week, but um, they set up Roddy versus Jericho in a, in a false count anywhere match next week where Cole and the JAS are banned from the building. So Presumably, they fight onto the street, and one or both of them gets involved.
2: <laughs> that's what I figure it's going to be. Yeah,
0: it' weird. First, well, that's not his first match; his first singles match for Roddy. Uh, it's a weird one. Probably be good though. I, uh, I think, I think it'll be fun. Um, and uh, what else was on? Was the opener on the show? I'm drawing a blank on it now because I watched it like a week ago at the stage. Um, uh, I not remember. Oh, that's going to drive me
1: crazy. Um, I have to look it up now. Uh, um, um. <laughs> I think we'd ever remember it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. Like, it was a really good Dynamite as well. I don't know how we can't... Um... It, was, it was
2: Claudio against Ray Phoenix.
0: Yes. Oh, how do we forget that? That was a really fun match. Oh, buffoons, the lot of us. Uh, Yeah, it was great. And so, and it was a, yeah, so it was like a... If you win you get to challenge for the other guy's belt. So I guess they'll do um Claudio and someone else versus the Lucha Brothers at some stage. Uh for uh mm. Les Ring of Honor tag team titles. Yeah, him and Wheeler, I would imagine. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a super fun match, as as you'd imagine. Um Yeah, and that was Dynamite back back to form this week. Um uh felt like they wanted to make a statement episode. Um, you know, to kind of kick off their summer and Get the momentum going for Wembley and the new show and Forbidden Door. All this stuff coming up and, and the TVs have just been bluff lately. Right. This one was good. And and you know what? We've given a lot of grief to the four-pillar stuff justifiably completely right. But I thought the videos on this show were way better oh, than yeah. anything they've done previously. Um, yeah. Dec- yeah. Decent stuff. Just decent, sensible stuff to build up each of the four guys.
1: Mm. Yeah, really good. Um, speaking of double I think... I going to announce any more matches for that one, Tony? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, it's only two weeks away, and I'm flying to Las Vegas. Joe needs
0: got, to know what his sign is asked to say.
1: I know. I need to prepare T-shirt and sign, obviously, ahead of time. Uh, but we've got two matches announced. We've got the four-way pillars, and then we've got FTR so we've versus Impact World Order. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see
0: it. <laughs> 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 I- it's funny, because if they, if they had got up against the Acclaimed one more time, I was thinking, oh, they might win it. I can't imagine they're beating FDR, but it would be very funny. You would, would be there funny. for the funniest match result of all yeah, time if that happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, if you got to see a Jarrett title win, oh, my God. After he brawls into the crowd for 10 <laughs> minutes and then uses the guitar, just like old times, you know.
2: Oh, he hasn't used that guitar for a minute, actually, now that you bring it up. Yeah. Would you yeah. be a guitar yeah. are we?
0: next Saturday, or next, what is it, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. They still have that Golden Globe as well. They never played that storyline. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't
0: tell if they're, like, in trouble for doing that or he wasn't supposed <laughs> to use it because they kind of mention it every now and then, but they never brought it back. Um, and they have anyway. the, it's,
2: like, it's like bright yellow now instead of gold. So.
0: Yeah, and they've kind of moved on in a storyline since. So I was like, maybe yeah. they weren't supposed to do that. Hmm. But anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, that was that was dynamite. So it was. Back. Uh, did you watch Rampage? I did not.
1: Yes, I watched a bit of Rampage. I was interested in the the Allison K uh, Tony Storm match. Yeah, I did. I, re- I really enjoyed her on NXT Power during that brief period. But that was a, a good thing to watch. Mm. Um, so that was okay. It was only a five minute match. wasn't much to it. Um, Action Andretti, Kyle, Flet- Kyle Fletcher. Probably the least necessary match in. Uh, this, this this whole show was, sh-
2: this whole show was totally worthless. It wasn't bad, but it was. It was. I mean, God, when you talk about skippable shows,
1: yeah. Oh, I tell you the bit I would switched off. I, I didn't finish the show. I okay. switched it off when there was a Hardy Boys um, segment. Brothers Zay, oh, yeah, with Brothers Zay and with the guns, and. Matt Hardy was like, oh, I've had enough of Ethan Page. I've been wrestling him for so long, I want to forget about him. But I'll tell you what, let's have one more match. And if I win <laughs> I own Ethan Page's contract. And I was like, no! Oh, stop God, please. Stop oh, now. How many of these how long can this possibly go on? This fucking owning other people's contracts thing.
2: Oh, well Tony Khan not say, sorry, lad, that's not how employment <laughs> yeah. even for th- even for third-party contractors such as yourselves, I've
1: always hated that storyline. Oh Christ! Yeah, just do
2: that. Ethan Page has to be his butler for a month, like we used to do back in the day.
1: That's better.
0: Oh, even that, I'm over that as well. Be just better,
1: better, but yeah, not good. But let's
0: move on from Something, that. I mean, it's yeah. just. God, I, like the funny thing is, as well, I am so at my wit's end with Matt Hardy, but now that Jeff is back, you know that, that that's revitalized the Matt Hardy interest, mm. you know. Oh, help us, Lord help us. Anyway, that was Rampage. Um, Aww. That's what, that's a be doing,
1: <laughs> all
0: right, now stop that. Now. Some, <laughs> people, some people might be listening to this in the car with their kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: No one who listens to this show is allowed to have children. That's for sure. No,
0: if you, uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway, uh, that was uh, yeah, that was rampage and that was dynamite oh. and uh, another big enough dynamite lined up for this coming week as well. So um, uh, uh, we'll see uh, next week what what they bring and also we'll have their announcements next week. So uh, moving on from there, we had some films this week. Two new films on the rundown here. I went to the film Emporium, and mm. I saw Evil Dead Rise, by uh, directed by a young little Irish chap, little Buchelmach, Mr. Lee Cronin, God bless him. Mm-hmm. uh he had previously directed uh, the hole in the ground i think it was called, which i watched many years ago and probably talked about on this podcast and enjoyed i i i didn't i wasn't bowled over by it, but that was a nice solid horror you know um and i thought it was a very interesting um choice to make a new evil dead film but as um as they kind of very astutely pointed out on on the half in the bag episode about this film, it seems like the prerogative of Raimi and, and Mitchell to kind of pluck these people from relative obscurity based on you know ambitious little projects they did. Because obviously, the last Evil did film was was Fede Alvarez, who went on to do Don't Breathe and is now doing an Aliens film, which I'm actually very excited about because I think he'd be a, a great mix for that. But uh, Evil Dead Rise is really fantastic if you are if you are a fan of of that franchise or that style of film that kind of like um, it is scary, but it's in part, but it is also very much doing the kind of gory like like roller coaster kind of thing where you're kind of ooing and awing and laughing at some of the ridiculousness of it despite the fact that it's inc- like totally deadpan serious in its presentation. Um, uh, but it is it is really good. It's 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 funny though because the franchise now almost feels like just to throw out a, a gaming analogy. It almost feels like the end of of Bioshock Infinite, where they sort of drew it. They did a very meta commentary on the fact that hey, all these games have loosely the same premise. We just switch the location and the theme a little bit, but it all has. It's all about societies and special locations. And there's a lighthouse. And, you know. This movie. Is set in in Los Angeles, and it's in an apartment complex, and it's about uh, an aunt visiting her her sister and her niece and nephew, and they've got all this family, family. But the way it plays out, it, it plays out the exact same way, more or less, that the 2013 film did, and that the first film did, which is to say, it's you know they just basically swapped the location, a cabin for an apartment. It plays out essentially the exact same way, which isn't a knock, but it's almost makes these films feel like again like i was saying you're kind of going along for the uh, uh, uh the thrill ride and you're not getting much of substance beyond that which i think is a fair criticism uh but yeah it's great it's extremely grotesque obviously as has become kind of the franchise hallmark it's if if, if that is not your ballpark i wouldn't even entertain the idea of seeing it um <laughs> it's it's quite grotesque. There's there's cheese graters. There's glasses being ate, There's 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 uh, eyeballs coming out. There's all kinds of of uh, grossness and uh, lots of great practical effects. Lots of good CGI. In general, it's a really nice. It's a nice looking horrible film uh, uh, in in that kind of uh, oxymoronic way. But yeah, Evil Dead Rise another strong entry in the franchise. Thought the 2013 film was great. The first three are obviously you know extremely well regarded. Uh, but yeah, that's Evil Dead Rise. Uh, I've not yet had a chance to go see that new Guardians film because I'm so off the Marvel wagon. But people are saying it's good. But,
2: Disney Plus. Wait for it, to come to Disney Plus. Uh, yeah,
0: I think I'd like to see it in the cinema, but I haven't bothered my arse yet. So see, the
2: thing is, a lot of people who who've been positive on it that I've heard from are people who don't watch every Marvel movie. And maybe Iron is burnt out. They watch it because it's Guardians. Oh, I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll go back and watch it. So yeah. Maybe, I feel like if I watched it today, i just had the same burnout on it. I just, uh, so I'll, I'll wait for it to come to Disney+. Plus. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give it a try.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll try and get to see it. I'm also not going to rush to go and see it in the cinema, to be fair. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, what else has been on the agenda?
1: Um, I watched a film that, which is probably the polar opposite of The Evil Dead. Uh, it's called "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret," uh, which is an adaptation of a very kind of well-known novel in America. I'm not too familiar with it. Um, it came out in the in the 70s, and according to uh, Michelle, who who my correspondent on uh, American All Things America, <laughs> uh, quite a controversial novel because it is quite a frank sort of depiction of a, a girl going through puberty and also kind of questioning. Uh, her religion because she has a Jewish dad and a Christian mom. They let her decide what religion she wanted to be. So she's, she's kind of going through this and that's the, are you there God, you know, aspect of the title. Um, So it's about this 12 year old going through a classic kind of um, coming of age story. Um, They, uh, her parents leave New York to move to New Jersey because her dad has a new job. She's kind of fretting about it, but quickly makes friends. Um, And she, it starts to notice that her friends are kind of growing up. You know, they're, they're having their periods. They get mm. starting to wear bras, and she's like desperate not to be left behind. You know, as, as most teenagers are at that age, to to wanting, you know, uh, wanting wanting time to pass a little bit quicker so you can feel like a grown up and not like a little kid. At a time when, um, you know, in in the schoolroom, some kids are growing a lot faster and look like adults, and some kids still look like mm. little kids. So she's she's in that thing, and I would say it's um. I really really enjoyed the film. It's it's a very kind of sweet film. Um, Rachel McAdams plays the mum and Benny Safdie plays the dad, and they're oh, both very really? very good. I thought all of the kids in it are, are very, very very good. They they don't come across as precocious. They they do seem like real kind of little kids. Um, they were all very very good, and it's it's not a particularly kind of like challenging film. It's not full of. It's not like abuse in it. It's not like. Um, you know, really dark or anything. It's but it's a really kind of classic, like coming of age story that kind of would relate to anyone, even you know kids today with their TikToks and the screen. <laughs> you know, you know, what <laughs> I mean, they're still going to relate to this story and the things she's going through. I would think, um, and and like a lot of period films, it doesn't, it it doesn't kind of um, elaborate refla- re- time. No, I was just say, you know how a lot of period films kind of are about, oh, what does this mean about how we live today? Oh, you know, yeah, how does yeah. it reflect, you know, our, our present? I don't feel like this does this at all. It very much is a story set in its own time and that just is just a story about this girl and her, her growing up in this period. It doesn't have a lot of commentary about the 70s. It doesn't kind of reflect, oh, what does this mean for the 2020s? It just is a story for its own merits and I kind of really enjoyed it for that. So I would, I would... Absolutely recommend it. I say it's kind of more of a family film, you know. It's, it's you know, kids young kids could watch this. Okay. Um, it's kind of PG, I think it was a PG rating. Um yeah, so kind of young younger teens or tweens could watch it. I think adults could enjoy it. But I uh, I thought it was a, bit, a kind of beautifully shot film. Uh, produced by James L. Brooks. I guess he maybe owns the you know, bought the rights to the adaptation of the novel at some point. And so it does start with the Gracie films. Shh. Which just made me feel very happy Sitting in the cinema, seeing that that kind of intro as well So yeah, I would definitely recommend Checking that out for a slice of Coming of Age Americana That's me, that's yeah, the movie for the week
0: And that is the films, what about the Television this week Do you want to talk about your Eurovision
1: Yes,
2: so this year I didn't watch the semis I've done that for the last few years Didn't have it in me this year We'll just do the final. I got, I got, I got other shit to be doing. Um. So here's my thoughts on the Eurovision final. Go on. Uh, it was a big pile of shit. <laughs> none wow. of the songs, none of the songs were good. There was a few alright-looking birds on it. Oh. And then the giving out of the points. Yeah, that that was my only. That was my scoring. I said I'll give my dues point to whoever's the the best-looking. Best looking lady, Um, which which was a toss up between Poland and Israel come the end for those who are interested. Um, And then when they started giving the points out, Sweden just immediately went 100 points ahead. And then then, then they won and there was no tension at all in giving that score. The way they do the scores is so stupid. I, I absolutely hate it. Where they do the jury at the... They do the country, the country vote. What you know, country by country. We're going to Ireland. It's your one from Ireland. Here's your points. But then they go, and now we read the jury points. And but but by that stage, Sweden are are so far ahead already. It doesn't really make much of a difference this year. And then it kind of just kills attention again. There was no zero points. There wasn't even for me to laugh at that, where where some country got zero points. It's just kind of sad. And what what you get is we go to Croatia. Croatia, the jury give you. Five points, and then they just look sad, and, and that's that's the experience for most of the countries. And it's it's not a, a joyous, fun experience. It's it's a little yeah. bit upsetting. And then um, yeah, I mean, every year, I feel like there's maybe four or five songs like that oh, that's a catchy number. I'll, I'll I'll mark that on the Spotify and listen to that. None, zero, zero songs this year where I thought that's that's all right, that's good. I'll I'll give that another listen after I watch it. No. I thought it, I thought it was probably probably the worst Eurovision I've ever watched Wow and, and, um, and you're one who was hosting it my God it was so annoying but that's true of Eurovision every year the hosts are always yeah grating and overly like, they're so obsessed now with everything being memeable mm-hmm. yeah I feel like viral. I mean I've
0: never been a massive Eurovision I mean it feels like they lean into that a lot now um uh, which, like, and like so many other things, it was better when it was a little less self aware, yeah. And it was a little bit more people were being insanely camp but doing it completely earnestly, you know. Um, uh, all right, well, 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 comic book guy has spoken and called it the worst <laughs> ever. Uh, Joe, what did you make of Le Ourovision? Vision?
1: <sighs> Yeah, it was lacking something. I, I enjoyed the, actually the presentation. You know, you had Graham Norton, Hannah Waddingham.
2: Well, he, uh, he appeared for two minutes at the beginning and then wasn't on it for the next two hours. And then
1: he came back and he was like, oh, remember me? I'm host of it. That's because he's busy doing the commentary, for those of us. In- did he do it? I thought there was someone else doing the commentary. No, he. Mel he Gendryk took over when he was on stage, but he was doing the commentary. Oh, he's, commentary. he's
0: a workhorse. He's like when Tony Schiavone has to sprint backstage yeah, to do interviews is, and then yeah, go yeah. back it's to the desk for the next Very Tony
1: Schiavone, yeah. Especially when he, <laughs> when he said, you, you prick. I mean, nil <laughs> Um Yeah, I, 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 it wasn't as good Yeah, No, the songs, The, the pres- I, I don't know. There was something kind of off about it. Voting was fine, but it seemed obvious Sweden were going to win the whole time. So it was like, who cares really, I do. I think I do prefer the old voting because it does just feel so random when they dump all the, uh, the the public votes on it. It's like 406 points to Finland, Germany, three points. (laughs) So I, I, I can't, I don't know what's going on here. You need to give me some context of what point, what to expect yeah. Like for who's getting what points, you know, it just doesn't make doesn't make any sense. um Yeah, I didn't like the song. I like quite like the Australian song. That was good, but yeah, other than that, not not much going on. The crowd were a hot crowd, though. I have to say, I think the Liverpool crowd. <laughs> yeah,
0: great. the 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 British crowd, the yeah, classic, good. you know.
1: Yeah, they come over here. They got all the chants going. In fact, they did literally had the chant. They were chanting for like other artists. I think during some of the votes, weren't they? But yeah, yeah. um yeah, it was it was alright, not a vintage, not a vintage year, but it was it was, was alright. Yeah. I'm nah. sorry. Uh, I also Jurgen. watched a little show, um I don't know if you heard of this called Jury, Jury Duty, which is on Amazon Prime. The Rural uh, Juror. The The Juror Juror. Uh Jury Duty, which is a it's kind of Nathan Nathan Fielder esque. So it's a reality show but everyone is an actor except for one guy so this guy has been called up for jury duty and he doesn't know that obviously everyone else is an actor and james mardson has also been called up for jury duty so he's there playing himself everyone else is an actor as well and they put him in these kind of bizarre situations to see how we'll react so it was a bit like the um the rehearsal and okay. they not quite as surreal as that it's a bit more straightforward um, I think they were lucky because the guy they got to, as the the you know the plant who's uh you know doesn't know that it's a reality show. He was just very sweet guy, very kind of earnest. Like he didn't, you really kind of root for him uh, mm. in spite of all this the madness that's going on. So yeah, very enjoyable show. I think it was like eight half hour episodes, so we kind of whistled through it. But um, that was yeah. Amazon, assume, was it? Yeah, it's on Amazon. On there, they've got their free. I can't remember what it's called Freeview, View, Free V. Like the ad right. ad supported uh, uh, channel that they have, um, yeah. But I would recommend checking that out if you if you want a bit of a kind of filter a uh, field a fix. Okay. Uh, not not quite as crazy as that, but yeah, it was a it was a fun little show, very enjoyable. So it's ju- jury duty, I can't say it. Ju- jury duty, jury duty. I've been watching MasterChef. Mm. Oh,
2: I only watch the professionals, but I'm watching the actual one. Wait, what's the um, difference? Uh, the, the normal MasterChef is is plebs off the street.
0: Oh, okay. I've, I've never watched MasterChef. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Well, yeah, people are, they're they're good good cooks. Obviously, they're good, but they're not they're they're not acclaimed famous. They don't
2: they don't work in the biz. All
0: right. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: Whereas professionals is people who work in restaurants. Um, I've never seen so many episodes in a row where people don't know how to cook a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time. This chicken's a bit uh, a bit pink for me. Chicken's a bit under. Can't <laughs> eat that. Every episode. It's, it's like drinking game. Every time someone doesn't cook a chicken right. <laughs> you die. <laughs> eh, it's good fun, though. It's good fun to watch it have an evening. But um, John Therode, the host, uh, always looks like he's just after falling into a river. His hair always is looks like it's drying from being wet. He, he dresses <laughs> very oddly. It's like... For, for television, you, you, you'd fin- figure they have the costume department, they have the makeup and hair. He obviously just goes in nah. that. But he's going for the Triple H look. Don't need the Triple H. No, he's going for the, uh, he's going for uh, fifth row in the crowd look, it looks like more so. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks like he, he looks like he stinks. He looks like he stinks. Well, he, that, well we know he does it. You can't stink in a kitchen. We know. Greg him. Wallace, on the other hand, uh, uh, an immaculate man. <sighs> um. But uh, but that Australian lad nah I'm not having it. But it's good it's good fun good show.
0: Alrighty, uh, I'm way behind on TV. Two episodes behind on on Barry. Like three episodes behind on Yellow Jackets. Need to get on that. Um, we'll do that soon. Uh, I did actually squeeze some games in before Zelda Mania uh, came <laughs> around. What? I, I I so I, I mentioned last week that I'd started and finished Splinter Cell. I I wanted to jump into Splinter Cent, Splinter Cell two which is not an easy thing to do in 2023 because um, the, um, the, as the <laughs> halftime whistle goes there, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the PC version, uh, back in ye olden times when that was still distributed by a digital versatile disc, um, that was like on fire upon release. So I recently bought a load of Tom Clancy games on sale on Steam. They're all like two quid and they had a little tag at the bottom saying, buy all the Splinter Cell games, and it's all of them except two, because they never fixed it. So so when Ubisoft put all their stuff up on Steam, they never put two up because it was busted. So I was like, all right, let me, uh, let, me, let me get this PS2 emulated version up. And one thing I didn't know, because I wasn't a Splinter Cell guy back in the day, was that they massively compromised oh. the first three Splinter Cell games just to get them on the PS2. So it had not quite per room but Like every sort of area, like every couple of rooms, they had a save and a load that was like some of the most intolerable pacing of a game I've ever experienced in my life. It's not worth it, but I've I've said to people it's almost worth, I would almost tell people to just download it and play it for an hour just so you could see how completely... Un, unbearable it is. It's kind of like you, you take out a handful of enemies, you open a door, menu pops up, do you want to save? Yeah. Pick your memory card. Yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, save. Okay, great. Go to the next room, load. I'm like, okay, I'm not playing this. I'm not playing this version of it. So I, I eventually went and I um, I, I downloaded the uh, uh, a, a PC version of it from back in the day with fan mods to make it decent. Right, People have obviously worked on this game, as they do with every busted PC game. And this is I, I got to a so I played the first two levels, which are quite long, and I, I hit a point that it was very anti-Tears of the Kingdom, very anti
1: <laughs> that okay. I will
0: describe and and it actually reminded me of Hitman because it's like it's like inverse Hitman. It's like the opposite of what we love about Hitman games, right? So you're in this, it's a second level set in a cryogenic lab, and you're trying to get to a scientist who has some crucial info about some terrorist attack. You got to get to him. And he's locked himself in a room. And so you crawl through uh, an air vent, as you're wont to do in stealth games. Get in, and uh, as you're crawling through the air vent, you see beneath you, like Die Hard, you see this terrorist beneath the air vent, and they're trying to get into the room. Like, oh, we want to kill you. You get into the room with the scientist. You get the plot details off him, and then the um, terrorists, after you get the story cutscene, they plant a bomb on the door to get in. And uh, you have to escape out of the room the way you came in through the air vent. But they heard me. I was moving too fast, and they heard me, and they shot the air vent, and I died. I was like, okay, fair enough. So I loaded the game up. And what I did was, using my my, my Tears of the Kingdom slash Hitman brain, I was like, well, before I trigger the cutscene that, that puts the bomb in place, you can actually shoot your weapon down and kill the terrorists who are trying to get into the room. So I shot like a, a a knockout gas grenade down, and they all pass out. And I'm like, I've galaxy I've I outfoxed the developers here. Little did I know. To a fault, I had. Um, so I, I quick-saved once I took them out, because you have a quick-save slot on the PC version. Went in, triggered the cutscene, he gives me this this anti-terrorist information, and there's no cutscene. There's no cutscene for the, ter- the terrorist planting the bomb. I'm like, great, I've skipped that whole section because I took them out preemptively. And then I went back via the air duct back into the room I was previously in. The door I came in through was locked, just completely just kind of like cafe breaking this door is now closed and I was like okay mm-hmm. and I was like can I can I now go out can, will the scientist unlock the door for me because I killed the terrorists? No. I start YouTubing, I go on IGN, I go on Facts. I go on all these, these guide websites from 20 years ago. Literally no one mentions this at all that you can do this that you can kill these people. They all say basically that you have to Trigger the cutscene where they put the bomb on the door, go back the way you came, wait for the bomb to blow up, and then go back into the room with scientists, take out the guys with the bomb, and then walk out that way. And I was like, but I, so, and I'd used my quick save already. You only have one quick save slot. So I had to, my options were to either give up right then and there or replay the entire level from the beginning because I'd used up, I'd already saved after killing the terrorists. And so. My my Splinter Cell playthrough of the whole series abruptly came to a stop because I was like, well, I'm not I'm not replaying this level because I was too clever. I'm not going to be punished for being too clever, so um, I uninstalled it right then and there. So I burned through <laughs> I burned through two versions of Splinter Cell Two in like two days. Um, that was very annoying. I I I know that like two is generally considered one of the worst in the series. So I'm one in a, in a post Zelda world. I'm gonna I am gonna go back to those games, but that was a bummer. Uh, and I did also start... I thought I could finish it before Zelda because it's only about seven or eight hours, but I couldn't. Started Mark of the Ninja remastered on the Steam Deck, which was about a uh, like an Xbox Live game from like 10, 12 years ago. Very cool. It's like a 2D stealth game. Um, it's one of those very basic kind of Hotline Miami style, basic controls, but very, very difficult. Lots, lots to master to it. Uh, I enjoyed that. But again, I put about an hour into it on like Wednesday and Thursday, and then Zelda happened. So I haven't played too much more.
2: <laughs> Zelda happened. I feel like that'll be... Uh, a milestone in my life before and after Zelda happened
0: well this is it I mean I'm not going to touch anything else unless, unless I hit some kind of wall on Zelda and I kind of think yeah, ah, I've Zelda kind of had my fill but, but I, I, I don't feel that coming so I, I, I don't think I'll have too many other games to talk about in the next few weeks but um, yeah that was the game Guff do we have an album of the week
1: we do um, I have an album uh, this week I was listening to Age is Just a Number um, mm. from Alia who um was a fantastic artist I really loved. Obviously she had an untimely death dying in a plane crash. uh, Yeah. 20 years ago now. Um, But I, I, you know, I liked a lot of songs. I never listened to the sort of early stuff, but I listened to this. It's from 1994 and it is very kind of G funk, 90s swing. You know, it's got that real distinct kind of early to mid nineties sound to it. So I, I did really enjoy it. Um, Tarnished slightly by the fact that a lot of it's written and produced by R. Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, who also yeah. married Alia when she was about fifteen or something. Yes, uh, disgusting. Um, that's that's a slight tarnish on it, um, but it is a, it's a really good album, and you could kind of quite different from what she would go on to do. The kind of songs she's probably best known for, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really, really kind of sort of laid-back R and B, G funk vibes. Really, really good stuff. Liked a lot. Yeah. Excellent. My review?
2: I listened to an album as well, and I've kind of booked a trend. I usually listen to a new a new album. Uh, I wasn't I was mm-hmm. in the mood this week, so I listened to a a favorite. I listened to OK Computer. By Radiohead, one of the best albums of all time. And it certainly holds up um basically a perfect album, I would say. There's there's one track on it which I'm I I don't think quite fits. It's not that I don't like the song, but I don't think it fits with the others. the The others have it's It's not as a concept album. But the others all have a very similar sound, similar tone, even with different melodies. You can you can kind of feel the through line through the album, and then there's one track, electioneering, which is a lot more up tempo, a lot more rock oriented. I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't quite fit there. It, it, it's one that if I was listening through again, I'd probably just skip. Um. My God, what an album. What a powerhouse of an album. I mean, it's it's really, really songwriting at its best. Every track is, is blow-away excellence. I mean, Paranoid Android to me is, is everything that Bohemian Rhapsody gets plaudits for, but actually good and not kind of annoying and, and novelty-sounding. Like, Paranoid Android is the perfect melding together of three or four song ideas into one nice cohesive uh, track it's just fucking one of the best songs ever um but it's like it's 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 every track is so good it's, it, it almost feels like you're listening to it to a greatest hits i mean you have airbag paranoid android exit music for a film karma police lucky let down the tour I, mean, I could go on and on and on and on every track could have been, every, any track could have been put out as a single they're all that strong um, I mean, Paranoid Android, for me, stands head and shoulders above everything else. Such such a, an interesting and, and great sounding track. Um, I can see how people, some people might not get on with Tom York's voice. I love it. I, think I can't. I think it suits the, 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 the sound perfectly, but I understand if people don't quite jive with his falsetto uh, mm. kind of whiny tone. But um, my God, some of, the, some of the songwriting on here is is just on another level, and something that I don't think they've ever quite recaptured, I think it was the perfect balance between the early sounds of of Pablo Honey and the band's the more grungy alternative rock sounds, and the more experimental electronic bass that they would kind of move forward with after OK Computer. I think it was the, the the perfect moment where those two those two sounds kind of blended together. And uh, got Paranoid Android. One, one time on a trip to Germany, I was on an eight-hour coach ride as we went to Salzburg in Austria. And I think I, I just listened to – I had that, that one CD with me on my little – Oh,
0: your little disc- walkman
2: Yeah, and I, I think I just listened to Paranoid Android over and over again for the entire trip. And, fuck, that's the song you listen to and you just – you pick up new little bits and pieces to a new favorite bits. And yeah. Oh, it's fucking exceptional! What a great album! Yeah, that's it. All right, <laughs> no,
0: no one will be surprised to hear no, that. No, you're not going to get any it dissent on that, one, <laughs> on that one. On that one, yeah, that is uh, that's going to do it for uh, the albums this week. That's going to do it for our show. And we're going to wrap it up here. We'll be back next week again, talking all the the official deets of the new AEW announcements. Uh, as well as your regularly scheduled television reviews, both wrestling and non-wrestling, a Zelda check-in, no doubt, and all the other uh, um, uh, features you've come to expect from your friends here at CSP. Go to com if you want to email us, uh, contribute whatever you want to the show, a list, a question, an opinion, a take, a quiz, whatever. And uh, yeah, we'll read it out. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Until next week, it's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe.
1: Goodbye, everyone. It's goodbye from both. Goodbye.